If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Monday, April 30th. I'm your host, Lisa Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds, LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve their destiny. We've got another fantastic show for you uh, coming up this evening. Joining us in a few minutes will be Mr. Mark Gay, who is one of the original members of the very popular singing group, Shy, and also happens to be a very good friend of mine. We will be taking calls later on in the show. If you would like to call in with questions or you just want to say hello to Mark, that number is 347 237 4518. That's 347-237-4518. I would also like to try and take your questions later by opening up the chat screen. So today we are going to talk about love, loving yourself first and how important that is in our relationships. The greatest commandment given to us is that we love one another. Love is the most powerful emotion that brings about positive results that we have at our disposal. Love is good, love feels good, and love is wonderful. True love is not focused on self. And I'm going to say that again. True love, true love is not focused on self, but is outwardly focused on others as described in 1 Corinthians in the New Testament, which goes like this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So to understand love, you have to look at the different types of love and what they mean. The Bible describes these three types of love. Agape, which is unconditional love for humankind. Filio, which is to have ardent affection and feeling. And eros, which is the sexual, erotic, or desirous type of love. Most often, we are only operating in one out of the three in our relationship. Sometimes you may see those who are operating two out of three, but very rarely do we see anyone who is operating out of all three at the same time. But before we go any further, 
I want to bring our guest in to share his experience with some of his relationships. Um, Mr. Mark Gay is one of the founding members of the popular singing group show that was formed in the early 90s at Howard University. If I ever fall in love the very was first time that as the first single and peaked at number two in the U.S. The next two releases from the double platinum album, Comforter and Baby I'm Yours, each peaked at number ten. So, without further ado, Mr. Mark, are you online? Hello, Mark. Can you hear me, Lisa? Yeah, I can hear you now. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join me today. I Look, I, I hit the button and I was like, okay, I, I know you're there. <laughs> so how have you been lately? Oh, everything is getting real busy, real, real uh, frazzled, refreshed. But you know, you have to balance all the the, the rela- relationship stuff. Mhm. Really, at the point where I'm really enjoying um, a lot of different things that than what I used to do, but it's still involved with music. So I'm just having a good old time. Well, good, good, good. So tell us, what else have you been up to these days? All right, so you're still involved in music. Um, are you writing, yeah. producing? What are you doing? Still involved with music. I've been writing. I've been doing movie soundtrack stuff. I've been doing um, consulting uh, with a few clients, and my, my latest client, he actually got management this week, and he's gotten some rotations for his uh, music. So okay. it's been been an exciting week for me uh, to see other people go through what I went through 20 years ago. Right. So wow, has it been 20 like, years? It's been 20 years, and now we get to pass the torch a little bit. So. Oh, wow, that's pretty exciting. So, really? Um, yeah, and you know, it's so ironic because when I was planning this particular show about love and to talk about relationships, and I thought about having you on as a guest, um, and the song, If I Ever Fall in Love Again, I yes. Will Be Sure That the Lady Is My Friend. I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't even dawn on me that that would be like the perfect fit for this topic because what I find, and I'm quite sure that you can, you know, relate to this, is that in our relationships, to me, one of the most important things was uh, uh, being able to fall in love with a friend, you know, making sure that they were a friend first before anything else. So as far as you're concerned, have you had that, you know, do you see that in your relationships as well? I will say I have always tried to make that the the first thing in my relationships mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I kind of related to because when everything falls apart, you at least want to lean on your friendship and, and hopefully that will be there to support you. And um, actually my first real relationship, um, it was during a time when my father had passed away. And that mm-hmm. was the foundation for our relationship. It it didn't sustain itself, but the fact that she was there for me at that particular point in time, she mm-hmm. that actually helped us stay uh, stay friends for a very long time. We're still friends today, actually. Okay. Um, and she's about to get married, so we talked back and forth and and that kind of thing. But that was always something that I really, really before we even had the group, before I even wanted. To, uh, uh, do music, that was always one of the things I looked for in, in a relationship. Okay, yeah. And, you know, um, it's funny because with you being um, in the music industry and having such a uh, presence out there, um, because the group was very large, uh, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s, actually. And um, for you, I know that you were married, I believe, during the beginning, well, sort of, not the beginning, but in in between. Yeah. In between. So tell me how that worked out for you. It was very tricky, and I was young, and that's one of the pitfalls of being in a relationship. You mm-hmm. you can never plan to be ready for a marriage 
you could think you have it all. You think you have enough money. You think you have all these things all well thought out. And sometimes it just doesn't work like that. And I, I've just found mm-hmm. over time you have to have a uh, some type of religious found foundation if, if you choose. Right. Uh, you have to have that. You have to have friendship. You have to have a plan. I mean, if you don't have a plan of attack for your for your relationship, it's gonna be gonna be hard. It's gonna be yeah. very hard because one day, even though you might have thought you were the same people that you were five years ago, you wake mm-hmm. up one day and you realize I'm not the same person that I was. And is the other person gonna accept you for being willing to change at that point, or adapt, or learn something new? And if you don't have that in your plan in the beginning, you're gonna have some trouble along the way. And, and I did. So right. I, I was uh I, I didn't see that coming and it kinda hit me like a brick and you know, it's it's tough to come back from those things. But mm-hmm. I was always um supportive of another person growing. And I right. think that was one of the big things and, and we're still friends now and and I, I believe that I did the right thing by being supportive and and still loving through a tough time. Still right. loving. But, you know, things have changed. You want different things. You, you know, family thing wasn't really working hard. And we had to go through some death in the family as well. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. just those things that kind of break up your relationship. And it wasn't about other people. You know, people right. want to blame it on, oh, you're like something. It wasn't about liking somebody else. It's just that you were growing into the adult that you were going to grow to in, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, oh, and Yeah. And, you know, I find that, um, Mark, that – you know, a lot of uh, young people that I talk with, you know, for me personally, I think that people should wait um, to get married. Um, and that's just for my personal my personal opinion, because mm-hmm. when you marry when you're young, you don't even know yourself fully yet, you know, and you don't know who you are um, and who you're, you're bringing into a relationship. So when you're coming into a relationship at a young age, you know, you have a lot. You have a lot to learn, um, and yeah, you do. You can Absolutely. grow together, but it's just so much easier if you wait and know who you are first. Uh, that has a lot to do with it, but you know, I, I think location has some, something to do with it. Uh, education mm-hmm. has something to do with it, because um, I could tell you a story about a, a couple that one the lady is from Florida and the guys from Georgia. They met freshman year at Howard. Uh, mm-hmm. University and got married right after they finished school. They they had a plan, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is that they are still married today, and their lovely children are grown up, and they made it. And mm. the, the the guy is actually a pastor now, and his wife supports him. She's in real estate, and it works because they always let each other do what they needed to do, but they always supported each other. And I'm really good friends with them. And, you know, I can't say there's a certain age that, you know, that you're supposed to do it, but at the same time, you have to just be mature enough to allow the other person be who they are and share their dreams with them. You're not going to like everything that they do, but if you can share it with them and share your life, I think that has a lot to do with are you mature enough to have a good relationship. Well, tell me, you've been um, out in the dating game now for a while as being a single man. Um, so tell me, you know, what are you seeing out there as far as the women um, and what they're looking for? <laughs> I it, know, right? Good it, question. <laughs> it, it, it has changed a lot. And, and the uh-huh. thing is, for me, it was real scary after I got divorced. It was real scary to jump back out there and see what was happening. Um, but there's a lot of independence. There's a lot of uh, females do not like the male to tell them what to do. But I don't think that's just this generation. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of always been like that, but it wasn't discussed. So the first thing I really had to go back and learn was to listen to what people say and then also know what they want to do, know how they want to be in a relationship. And you have to go into dating in that world. You have to learn how to listen and and really discover who they are. And if you don't discover who they are, if you don't give them a chance to, to show that to you, then you're dating a, you know, a non-figure. Right, but you said that women don't like for it to be told what to do. What do you mean by that? 
Uh, men have a tendency to problem solve. Um, mm-hmm. we, we like to be right. We like to, you know, tell our stories of how we got from A to B and to mm-hmm. C and beyond. You mean men? You're talking about men like to, to do that. I am talking about men try to do okay. that. So okay. When, okay. In the course of in the course of doing that, we don't listen to what the other person has to say. And if you want a a relationship to work, you have to kind of listen to their discoveries. You have to listen to their life experience. You have to listen to what they've gone through. You have to listen to what relationships they've gone through because that's very important. You have to listen to also their family history. What has their family gone through? Do they have successful marriages? Do they have Mm -hmm. successful relationships? Do they have, you know, things that fall apart real quick? And what do they do? What's the reaction? And when mm-hmm. they are divorced, do the parents even get along? So there's so many factors that go into uh, the relationship and what's, what affects the person that you're even trying to date. That If you don't know this stuff or, or talk about it, you don't want to talk about it, you just want to go to dinner and talk about superficial stuff, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. really get into it nitty-gritty. And that the older you get, you really don't have the same type of patience that you used to have, <laughs> you know. When you're younger, yeah. you just run around and do what you want to do. But, you know, as an adult, you want to know right away within five minutes is this going to work for me. And that's that's kind of that's kind of backwards, too. But, you know, you you really, since you have more life experience, you you kind of feel like, well, I, I know what I want at this point when you really, you sort of know what you want, but you're kind of playing around with it. So yeah. I, I I went into the game, and I, I was totally just confused. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to talk to ladies. I, it was horrible. It was the most horrible experience uh, in my life. <laughs> yeah, is, we can be a little bit scary sometimes, can't we? Oh, oh I, I've heard some things. I'm like, well, I can't repeat them on the air. But I've heard <laughs> Please <things> don't. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, what is really going on? And I need to figure this out because I don't want to grow old like this. This is right. not the way to do it. So, well, no. you know what I found, too, um, Mark? Um, I was talking to um, all weekend preparing for the show and just kind of getting some feedback from men and women. And what, and I'm going to go to the male side for a second here because one of the things okay. that, um, uh, you know, some of the – some of my male friends were telling me about in their particular relationships is the communication um, gap between the man and the woman. Um, I, I, I don't care if you're married or if you're dating, you know, and you've been together for a while. What seems to happen, and this is coming from the man, this is coming from the male side. You know, sure. they just feel like. Um, you know, women. We want to. We we're emotional, so everybody can agree that we are emotional creatures. And you know, we always have the you know want to give our opinions and thoughts about things. But then when the man goes to share, and we always say, "Oh, you can talk to us. Tell us the truth. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us what you're thinking." And then as soon as you do open up, then you get berated and beat up and yelled and screamed at. You know, um, and and then in turn you turn around and shut down and you don't want to talk anymore. So now you're walking around with this big, you know, um, communication problem between the two, and the man doesn't want to talk because he knows that she's not going to listen, and she is just, you know, going on and on and on and wants him to talk, but every time he does, you know, Mm -hmm. he's getting beat up. So are you finding that to be, you know, an issue? Uh, Okay, okay. I'm in a relationship now, so I can tell you some things of how, I, I went into it a little bit differently than I did before, and I kind of learned from my mistakes previously. I, I learned that women feel more comfortable if you have a vision of where your relationship is supposed to be, mm-hmm. then you're not going to have the same type of problems that you usually have. If you mm-hmm. fear telling your your partner everything that you think, then how can they see your vision? Exactly. So you have to be very clear on what you're trying to do. And that doesn't mean you you have to be right about everything because you're right, not going to be right. right. That's not the way That's it's right. set up. But That's you right. have to have a clear vision, and they will follow your vision as long as you do what you say. The minute right. you start getting off the path of, of like, okay, you went over here, but I thought you were going to be over here. Now you're not trustworthy. You have to be trustworthy. So mm-hmm. what prevents that type of situation is that you have to have meetings all the time. This is something we talked about the other day. Mm-hmm. And um, 
when you have meetings all the time, it's kind of like when your wife is at the job or you're at the job and you're texting each other and they're kind of saying hello. Those are all meetings because you're kind of catching up from where you were at, you know, in the morning when you woke up and you said hello together, you had breakfast together, and then you went your separate way. But along the day, you're having all these meetings, and you're getting to find out what is going on in the other person's life. If you choose not to talk to the other person for one day or this day or that day, and, you know, people call it checking in. It's not really checking in. You're kind of catching up to know where the person's at because they want to share their life with you. And if you don't allow them to share their life, then they're going to be turned off by it, and they'll start talking to other people. And other people could include family, could include mm-hmm. friends. It can include guy friends that they've known for a long time. So if you don't want that to happen as much, then you kind of need to show up. You have to be right, part, of, right. part of the thing. And I've just learned that, you know, and when they want to do something with somebody else, it's all right. Right. It's all right. They have they have to have a life outside of the life they have with you, because if not, they're going to resent you for it, and then you're going to be talked about. You never let me do this. You never let me get a word in, and then that's when the communication really breaks down. So, right. If you don't get on that path in the first place, then you're not going to be there. And I just advise to a lot of people: you, if you have some faith together, you have to do something. As a couple, and if you have children, as a family, you have mm-hmm. to pick some time to do that. If you don't pick that time to do it, then you're not setting a foundation for your kids or for even your family that we need to spend time together. It doesn't have to be Sunday. It could be any day of the week. But you have to pick and choose when you're going to have time with your family and show each other how much you love each other and show them how much you care and that you allow them because you gotta you got to really pay attention to what's going on. Because if you're not, if you have to work for, you know, three weekends away, then you're going to miss out on some things and you can't get it always on the phone. So you have to spend time with them also. Right, and you do have to put the time in. You do have to put the time in, and that's where the communication um, comes in, Mark. It's so important to be able to be open and honest in your relationship. But one of the things I'm finding on the woman's side is um, there are a lot of women out here who are hurting um, from past uh, relationships. And I find that when they are when they're hurt when they've been hurt, they're of course not as trusting in, as going into the next one because you know they're taking their old stuff into the new relationship. But one of the, another thing that I'm finding out is that women are um, um, they're lonely, and a lot of times what happens is when you're lonely, you'll just accept any old thing that comes your way. And then they get into these relationships with men, and and it's an, and the relationship is unhealthy, um, and they know it's unhealthy. But because they don't want to be alone, they stay in the relationship, and they go through all of this stuff. And and you know they allow they what they're doing is they're allowing the other side to continue to hurt them. So if you're not healthy yourself and you continue to attract the same thing towards yourself each and every time, and, 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 I, and I just want to expound on that a little bit. Um, um, a couple of people that I know is, uh, that, are going in, that are in relationships right now and going through this very thing, you know, they stay in a relationship, they settle. A lot of people are out here just settling, um, even in their marriages, and they're not happy. But instead of trying to fix it, trying to work on it, um, and really trying to work on themselves, because a lot of times you'll hear, well, it's him, it's him, it's him. Well, it's her, it's her, it's her. No, it's you. Right. And you know, I, you have I, to find, you have to figure out and, and be and, and take an honest assessment as to what your role is in the relationship and how you know what are you doing to make it better. Uh, again, you can't have fear. Fear stands in between success, a good mm-hmm. relationship, and and everything that's supposed to be in your life. Exactly. And, and, the, and the problem with that, Lisa, is when you get married and things go wrong, people worry about the appearance of how yes. other people are going to feel yes. about the situation exactly. as opposed to you know, what's going on with you. 
Yes, and it, exactly. And if, if you don't have the courage to get out of that relationship, I can't tell anybody to get divorced because it was right. the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do have the courage to get there and get through it and go to a judge and get you know custody and all those things that come along with it, but also you have to really look at the other person and say, are we just built to be together? And if we're not, we need to remain friends for the sake of the kids, but not for just for the sake of the kids, for mm-hmm. the sake of your sanity, for the yeah. sake of your peace, for the yeah. sake of everything within you that makes you a, a, a God spirit. Yeah. Yes, because they do, I do find that people are staying together because there are kids involved. But kids know when you're not happy. You know, we think Absolutely. we're fooling them, but we're not. Absolutely. We're not fooling anybody but ourselves. And right. and the very thing you said was so profound because people are, you know, they're so worried about what everybody's going to say. What are people going to think, you know, um, and, and they end up living together for years. And then what happens? You find out that somebody stepped out somewhere because you're not happy. Right. And and really that's not even the main focus because if you focus just on that, you're just going to be angry all the time. And the exactly. thing is you have to get away from being angry. And yeah. one of the biggest things that I went through, I actually went to a psychiatrist and mm-hmm. actually talked out a lot of things. And, and the wonderful part about that was not talking about your relationship only, but it was talking about all the other things that you've gone through in life and what things have affected you and what things right. have really bothered you and what things you've been dealing with. But kind of you couldn't talk to your spouse about because they don't want to hear it. They just right. want you to do well, and you know. But you need an outside opinion sometimes. You and do. Your friends can do that also. It doesn't have yeah. to be a psychiatrist. It could be your friend, a, a, a really, really good friend. Um, at that point, but if you talk to somebody and kind of talk about what you dealt with in previous relationships and and all these other good, all these things that have happened to you, you can get it out because that's the problem. A lot of people are not getting the bad stuff out, and they bring this stuff into the relationship, and they think they can just have a relationship, but it's still there. And right, having, exactly. Uh, there was no pl- there was no escape plan for the stuff they just left, so mm-hmm. they're bringing it bringing it with them. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how are you going to get to where you want to go if you still have that stuff hanging on you anyway? So exactly. You do, there has to be a process of going through all the stuff, all the bad stuff you've ever dealt with your whole life, and it could have been as a child. There's some there's some really big issues, especially in the black community, that people do not want to talk about. And oh, my it gosh. Happens all the time. The time, and, and yes. And, you know, um, that a uh, friend of mine, we were talking about that very thing as far as, you know, African Americans, we do not like to talk about stuff. We internalize everything. And that's why you have so many people that turn to the bottle or turn to a drug or turn to sex. Whatever it is, they turn to because they're internalizing stuff and they're afraid to talk about it. You know, I right. call it, you know, the, the, the mental health. We don't take care of our mental being. Um, and, you know, there are other uh, races out here who do go to therapy and talk. You know, you have to be able to talk to somebody. Yes. And and one of the other things that I'm finding, too, is that for people, um, we need to know that we have we have to realize that we cannot control another person. We cannot control what they think, how they're going to react, what they say. And and a lot of times in relationships, I find that people are trying to control the other person by manipulation or something. Mm-hmm. But you, the only person you can control is yourself. Is yourself, yes, absolutely. And, you know, I, and so, I, mm-hmm. I just, I just kind of call those things like that whenever somebody wants to control somebody. I just call them slave issues because those yeah. are all an, an ancestral issues that we have never really dealt with. So when we deal with them in, in our relationships, then everybody's like, well, he's trying to control Yeah, but there are other things going on. You have to find mm-hmm. out what the other things are that why he's trying to control you or that's what he saw. People kind of do what they see and repeat the actions themselves, and sometimes they don't even realize they're doing it. It's, mm-hmm. it's completely subconscious, and they're like, well, I really didn't mean it like that, but I was just trying to, you were just trying to do that because, one, you thought you could, Two, because you saw it like that, and three, because, you know, you, you're not in control of your own life. So you have to do something else to make somebody else feel like you. 
And that's why exactly. we really, 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 really need to go back and see where the problem began. Right, right. And and that's why I say sometimes it's it's best to be by yourself until you get to know yourself first. Bring a healthy person into a relationship, not an unhealthy person into the relationship. And um, a lot of times we're just so busy and so anxious, and then we get afraid. I mean, we, we said it earlier, fear. Fear is yeah. another factor in a, in, in, in a lot of relationships and the way people um, react to other people. You know, they're so afraid that, you know, this person is going to leave me or, you know, this person. And, and you know, and I, and I stated this in my last show about purpose, um, and as far as controlling the way we think and, and the things that we say out of our mouths. So if you're in a relationship and you're always thinking negative thoughts about yourself and about the other person and how they're going to leave you and they're not going to be my friend, you know, right. you're absolutely right. You, you, and, and, then, and then they always say they're waiting, they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And you know what happens, Mark? The other shoe drops because they're really? so busy you know, holding on and trying to control the way things, the outcome, but it's like whatever you put out in, and into a relationship, you're going to get that back. You're yeah, going to get back everything that you, so if you're putting negativity in a relationship, if you're speaking negative things into your relationship, well, guess what you're going to get? Well, that, that's why we have to take it back to, you know, you, before you get into a relationship, learn the other person. Just learn exactly. who they are. Find right. the fun things that they like to do. Um, they can't be all the things you want to do all the time. But, again, you have to be – I've just learned to be really, 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 really patient. I can't stress that enough. You okay, so when did you learn that, though? Because, you know, as we get older, yeah, it's easy to say, you know, we learn the patience and we learn this. But, you know, there was a time for all of us, actually, when we were getting to this point um, and like you said that you're in a relationship now, but where, what are you, you know, as far as the women, the single women out here, what are you finding is there, to you, your opinion, is their biggest issue? Uh, dependability. They okay. don't think anybody's going to stay. They think every male is going to cheat. They think every male is going to do something that's so destructive that they can't even get to the point of letting somebody close. And mm-hmm. when they let somebody close, are you going to do it to me too? Because I've, I've had it happen so many times before that, you know, what's really going to happen? So, you know, when when I was single, I actually was fortunate enough to be around a lot of single moms. And I saw their dating patterns. I saw what they were kind of dealing with. I saw how they kind of controlled their lives and kind of had to separate their relationships from raising their kids. And mm-hmm. I really, really learned a lot about how they how they thought and how they defended their kids and what they had to go through to fight and how they also had to fight for money or this or that from the previous relationship and how they got along with their ex. Usually mm-hmm. they did not usually did not get along with their ex, but you know sometimes they did. So mm-hmm. when they did, I would ask that person, "What are you doing so that you could get along?" Or a lot of times they would say, "I have to keep this person in my life because I want my kid to know their parents." Right. Both of them, one and one. I, I can't go through life not not letting them know who their father is because they need to find it. If it is negative, they need to find out on their own. But I also right. need to give the person a chance to change because if they change, they could be a very important factor in their kid's life. Right, so I looked right. at all these situations and I just found out, even as a friend, I had to be patient because sometimes they would just lose it. They would just have bad days. They would just have, you know. So even then, you just you really have to say it's not about me. Right. About maybe helping my friend at this point, and once right. I help my friend get through, if they have a bad day, just you know, look, go, just go out and get some coffee or something, just something to break <laughs> it up. To, to well, say, you know what? You know, I... mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes just a lot of a lot of mothers just need to be told you're doing a good job. Right, 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 right. Come. You're doing a right. great job. 
I know how hard it is. I know you feel like you should be doing more, but you're doing a great job. And once they hear positive statements and reinforcement over and over and over, everything changes. Everything changes. I don't know if I could do that. Yes, you can. You could do that. You just have. But I don't know. I have the baby, and I have. You know what? Sometimes, as as a village, we need to help in the village. Right. So if if somebody needs to go to an audition, if they need to go to a job interview, you know, why don't you volunteer for your friend and just say, you know, I can help you with the child while you go do that. Right. That, right. That right. makes life a little bit. Then they realize I don't have to do it all by myself. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people who feel like they have to do everything. And even in relationships, they feel like they have to do everything. And sometimes I just have to say, you know, I got this. Yeah. And she's looking at me like, you got this? What do you mean? I got this. Why don't you go? Yeah, and they're not used to hearing that, are they? So not used to it. And, and they're looking yeah. at me like I'm crazy. Like, really? You got this? Yeah, I got this. And and I'm not a parent at this point. I've, I've never done it before. But I, I do have a niece and a nephew, so I cherish my time with them because they live far away. So, you know, I, I got a good upbringing to my family where I had uncles who were there for me. So it wasn't right. always about my parents doing this. And they did a lot. My parents did a whole bunch. But it was also my uncles and my aunties and, and whoever else was around to, you know, give me that reinforcement of the whole family. So mm-hmm. now that times have changed a little bit, you know, now and instead of going out on the street and playing as a kid, you know, you have play date situations, which mm-hmm. is completely, you know, I, I can't really understand it all the time. But, you know, okay, it's a control setting where, you know, the person goes over and says these certain things and, and they have time, they spend four hours. But what's lost in that translation is the fact that kids used to plan. We used to plan our outings. We used to plan where to meet, where we're going to do over here. We're going to bike ride to a certain point and we're going to come back. But we have to ask what for permission from our parents to do these things to go out on our own independently. And well, see, but you had you had a great example. You know, you had examples to go by, and um, I hear a lot of women say, you know, this all the time, and they've been saying this for years. How there's never enough, you know, there's there's not enough good men out here. Um, they're either on drugs, they're either gay or on the down low or in jail. So, you know. You are one of the exceptions to that rule, and and, and not only you, but I know quite a few um, guys out here that are good men, you know, um, and and, and that's why it kind of, you know, um, makes me wonder, well, where are these women looking, and how come, you know, you – you're having issues at finding a good man out here because, like, a lot of the guys that I talk to seem to be good men, and they can't find a good woman. So we're we're, we're losing something in here somewhere. How come well, these people aren't well, meeting one another? Well, in 2012, people want things to be easy, but they want to they want to do everything with the career and the focus about the career, and they don't make the time. Yeah. Because you do need to spend time on a relationship as well as your career. And that's right. the tricky balance of the whole thing. Yes, you can want everything, but you have to make time for another individual who is trying. If somebody is trying, you have to let them try. You can't just right. say, well, I only want you to do this in this box, and that's it. And then, you okay. know, 99%, I'm going to do all this over here. Okay, let me hold that thought right there because I have a caller. Um, I want to go ahead and and take this call. They've been holding on for a minute here. So, Um, hello, caller, you're on the line. Hello. uh, Yeah, I'm enjoying your show. Uh, I I, I like your your, the first of what you're saying, but uh, in a personal relationship uh, involving two people, uh, do you uh, how you feel? that the uh, element of friendship should be as important as love, but that you love that, that you like that person, you genuinely like that person, and that reinforces the, the love that you have for Oh, my gosh. For me, that is the most important thing in a relationship. Um, I have, I'm, I'm working on 26th year, 27th year, let me think now, 27th years of marriage this year, and I happen to be one of the lucky ones where um, I married my best friend, and to this day he is still my best friend. So does that mean that we had, uh, does it make your relationship perfect? No, because you, as as we are um 
um, individual people, we're always evolving and we're always growing. So we're all, we're going to run into issues because each person doesn't grow at the same time. But when you're friends first, it makes it even after the big blowout arguments that you have, you can then look at that person and say, you know what, you're still my friend and I really love you. So that to me is key for any relationship. You've got to like the genuinely like the person that you're involved with. And also, you brought up a good point. When you have a big blowout, how do you end that? So some people don't know how to end that and go into another stage of their relationship. So how well, how do you say, okay, this is enough. You've said your part. I said mm-hmm. my part, and I'm not going to be mad at you after you said your part. See, and that's the key, not being mad, okay, because for me, Mark, um, you know, I look at um, the thing that gets in the way of our relationships, okay, is our ego. You know, ego will keep you angry and is a lonely bedfellow. And ego, uh, uh, the acronym for ego is easing God out. So when your ego is in play, you're not operating from a place of love. You are operating from a place of ego, and I've got to be right. My point is right. You've got to hear me. I don't care what you say. You know, so when you ha- when you grow to the place where you can say, you know what, <sighs> being right is overrated. You know, I don't care, you know, right now I, I just, you know, I, I want to listen to what you have to say, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> So that I can really hear you, because when two people are talking at the same time, you can't hear. No, not even. You close. can't hear. So it's it's important in your relationship to learn how to lay your ego down. Sometimes, lay it down. How important is it for you to be right all of the time? So that's um, what I find. I find that our egos are are. Um, Sometimes we just need to learn how to to tell them to shut up and sit down. And, you know, and that's I, mm-hmm. but you, it's also the way that you say it, or if you say it in a joking way, if you guys are sarcastic, learning how to judge the other person, but also knowing how to back down and you know let them get it out. You know, sometimes you just have to get out. You know, but you, you can't say, well, you know, I've seen you do this before, so you know, I, I'll give you five minutes to get it out. You, you can't do that. A person might need thirty minutes. It might need an hour to wind down. So you have yeah. to understand what you're dealing with, and then at that point, you're like, you know, <laughs> I'm just talking about an hour. It's, it's, it's good. exactly. And and for me in my relationship, and caller, I thank you for that question because that was a very um, a very good question. But I know that in my relationship, and I can only speak to my relationship, you know, I had to. Um, I'm the type of person where I need, like you said, Mark, I need to cool off. And so let let us let us agree to disagree for a minute. Let's walk away from this. But come yeah. so we can calm down and come back in a in a loving state. You know, let's now sit down and and talk to one another and not just at one another. So, caller, I want to thank you so much for that question. Can I can I ask one more question? Sure, go ahead. How uh, you just said something? How important is it to come back and say you're sorry that you were wrong? Oh, oh, Mark, I'll That's let you every- take that one. That's that's everything. That's something actually that I've uh, encountered a few weeks ago. Um, you may assume that a situation has happened, and you could be completely wrong. So if you're wrong, please say that because what happens is you build the trust of the people who love you. If you're if you're one of those people who never says anything, you never say I'm sorry, you never say I'm wrong or this. Mm. You know, nobody can believe your words because you're never wrong. If you say, I'm sorry, I can believe you more because you're apologizing. And if the other person apologizes, one person has to be gracious enough to say, I accept your apology. Exactly. Hand in hand. If you don't do these things, you'll never, never, never get to the point where you really want to be. And you know what, Mark? And we as women, (laughs) we will bring that thing back up and throw it back out there later on, you know. Um, and I'm I'm putting this out there, yes, I'm saying it, because we, we've got to stop doing that, ladies. We've got to stop. If, if he's coming at us and he's apologizing um, and he's sincere about that apology, then we've got to learn how to forgive and let it go. You know, move on to the next stage of life because nobody's going to be perfect. But if no. somebody is willing enough and big enough to come and say, 
I'm I'm sorry. I'm really really sorry. And they you know that they're then forgive them and let it go. Don't come back two or three four months later and throw that thing back up. Let it go. Yeah, yeah. There has to be a system of moving on because yeah. if you don't, you will never you you won't have anything. Because the other person would be like, well, I just gave up my all. I apologize, and you know they just want to put me back in the corner. And nobody wants to be in the corner all the time. That that's not right. fun. That's not comfortable. Well, I have another caller. We're going to take another caller. So, okay. um, hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, Lisa. I absolutely love your show. Oh, thank you. And I have a, a comment and then a question. And okay. um, I, too, just came out of a very long-term marriage. Um, and I agree with you that there are a lot of wonderful women out there and a lot of wonderful men, too. But mm-hmm. what I have found is once you get into your 40s, which I am, um, you, you bring the marriage, you bring the baggage um, from not only the, the marriage itself, but how the marriage ended. And yeah. I know for me personally, towards the end of my marriage, I found out that my husband had discussed everything about our marriage with family and friends. Well, I am very private and, per- and I didn't, you know, I kind of thought that we were keeping things between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that when I get into my next relationship, if I get into a relationship with someone who decides things by committee, by talking to their mother and their sister mm-hmm. and their friends, that mm-hmm. would be it for me. That would be right. my own personal, that would shut the door. I don't no. know if it's good or bad, but that's my no. baggage. No, Go ahead, do, Mark. Go ahead. Don't do that. That that person let me let me put it this way. Sometimes uh, because males hold things inside, they really don't know where to go for for to explain things and how they feel. And I would say they went to he he went to a, to people that he trusted. Just because you chose not to do that doesn't mean that others have to be like you. And unfortunately, it backfired in this situation. But. I think it goes back to learning how other people deal with bad situations, and everybody doesn't deal with the same. You will you will find that first time you have that first big fight, how somebody deals with the situation. If they don't apologize, if they don't do this, then you can wash your hands at that point and say, okay, I see where that's going, and that's not that's not going to be working for me. So you will know if you're dating somebody again, and I hope you do, because it sounds like, you know, you've learned some things, and it sounds like you want to get back there, but you, it just sounds like you got burned on that one. So when you <laughs> and I love your answer. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But part of it is realizing what you're doing wrong and what kind of baggage you bring in. And so you're right. That is, you know, I do have a tendency to, you know, if I do things a certain way, I think, um, and especially if, if the other way the other person handled things didn't work, you do bring that that negative impression into relationships, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, which is it, not it, a good thing. No, it just didn't work. And that's right. like part of the, the biggest thing about dealing with divorce is do not blame yourself. It just right. didn't work. Right, there's right. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. So it happens all the time. It happens all the time when you're in your teens. It was yeah. just that you were younger and you could shake it off quicker. So right. when you get in a longer relationship, it takes a little bit longer to shake off. It's harder to meet somebody else because you're not trusting the same. But that guy has to earn the trust from you. And once he does, you just have to give him a fair shake. You know? And you but, know what else, too, what I'm getting from this is, um, you know, we – we as people, but especially women, we're very intuitive creatures, okay? We are very, very, very intuitive. We're all, as, as human beings, intuitive. But males, you know, they're, they're, males have bigger egos than women do. And, Mark, I don't, you know, you don't have to agree with that if you don't want to. Oh, I used but to have males, the biggest ego out there, yeah. Yeah, and, and women are more intuitive. So when, when we meet someone, you know, when the guy comes into our life, um, we already know pretty much if, you know, um, we're going to like this person, if we're going to see them again. Even, you know, and in, in some women I even hear, they say, yeah, you know what, I can size them up in about two seconds and I know whether or not I'm going to sleep with them or not. You know, I mean, there, all these things are going through our minds. So yeah. we as women, when guys come into our lives, 
we need to pay attention to that intuition that's speaking to us because you know the the very first time you get that little, little bell that goes off, that something ain't quite right, okay? And what happens? We ignore it. We shove it to the side, and we just, we just say, oh, you know, mm, and then we go on. So then the next time the bell is a little bit louder, but you still ignore it because you know what? Women, always, we're nurturers, so we think we can fix them. We can right. change them. Oh, I can put up with that. No, that's okay. I'll just ignore it. So we end up ignoring and ignoring and ignoring to the point where when the big thing comes up that he does, now you're exploding, you're hurting, and because you've ignored all the warning signs in the beginning. So they're there. We just need to start paying attention to them. But it also is a little bit of are you – can you handle the disappointment of what you didn't know about the guy that you liked? Because mm. the whole thing is you're disappointed because he didn't end up being the person that you thought he was. He really is, but that one thing holds me back. So now it's an ego thing on your end. It's not the guy. Go. He just mm-hmm. disappointed you. So what right. happens? Can you, can you get past that? Can you can you work on it? Can you just say? okay, okay, I really shouldn't have put that on him because that's really on me, and I was thinking about it for a while. But right. uh, maybe I just need – not a, it's not a pass, Lisa. It's the fact that you're, you're still learning about the other person, and they just made right. some things that just is really funky and you just didn't know. But, see, that's the thing where communication comes in because if that alarm system is going off, your GPS, your inner, your inner spirit is warning you about something, then that's right. when instead of ignoring it, you need to come out front with it and say, look, you did this the other day or you said this the other day, and I, really, I, I didn't really care for that. You know, you need to start talking about those things yes. that, that you are being alarmed about because if you don't, it's just going to blow up. But that's the thing. You, you have meetings. You keep talking there about it. There you go. Yeah. You got to have meetings. But you can't wait. When that thing happens, you have to talk about it right then. Exactly. And, it be, and, and this is one thing also. Are you the type of person that's going to talk about it in front of other people, like she was saying? Or are you going to talk about it or have the blow up? And just Are you going to save it and have a meeting when you go home? There There's so go. many ways that different people deal with different things that you just have to know who they are at on so many different levels. So right. I'm the type of person where I will say, you know what, I just have to take it back to the crib, you know. I'll wait because this is not working for me on this issue. Or I'll say it in the car ride. Well, no, I really didn't like that. But I'm not going to say it in front of her friends or her family or anybody else because that would be unfair to her situation. Am I, am I embarrassing her on purpose? That would be kind of ugly too. So, right, but what happens when you have the when you have the the male or the female that mm-hmm. talks about their relationship to other people? And now what you have is you have more than one person in your relationship. You've got her friends and his friends in your relationship, and they don't really know either one of you, but now this person is hating the other person because of what that person said. Well, you know, I, I, and you would think that we I, when we get a certain age that all those games would stop. It's not. It's you can't not, invite not, other people into your no, bedroom. It, it's, it's not a game. It's how they deal with certain things. And if you've been doing it for 40 years, when you meet somebody, what makes me think at year 41 they're going to stop? Well, you got a point there. You, know, so you got a point it's there. All about, it's all about communication and, and what you expect from another person. But you can't right. expect them to do what you, how you deal with your life. It's not going to be how they deal with their life. But if you have start working on a relationship with those people who they're sharing their life with, with their mom, with the sister, with the aunt, if you know those people and you get to show them who you are, then you have a one-on-one relationship with them as well. And they're going to start seeing the little bits and pieces of the lies that, you know, somebody's just throwing salt on you. They're going to see it. They may not say anything to you because they're going to have allegiance to their family. You always right. have allegiance to the family first. Even if you're married into the family, I get all that. They're going to have allegiance to whoever they're related to first because they don't want to see little DeAndre hurt. Right, that's right. Way, that's just the way it goes. Well, so, Paula, did we did we help you any with that? Oh, absolutely. And the only thing that I would add is the flip side to not listening to the little warning bell is 
some people when they become divorced, that's all they hear are little warning bells, especially um. if you haven't listened. And then all of a sudden, every one you, you meet, because you've ignored other little bells, you say, ooh, no, I don't like that, done. Ooh, I don't like that, done. So you have yeah. to be careful not to take it to the other stream. Well, and well, to yeah. you, I would uh, say to that, as far as the warning bell, when you're when you're divorced or or separated or you know not in a relationship anymore, that's the time for you again to yeah. get still and to heal yourself. I was, and you I was have got to three years. Yeah, so yeah. I, I totally understand sitting still and not yeah. doing too much, not dating, not. Yeah. And my friends thought I was crazy because they were like, why aren't you doing this? Why? I, I'm healing. You don't understand how much I put into this and how much I felt about the other person, and it all went away. For what reason? Sometimes I don't even know, and sometimes I didn't even know who the other person was. Right. So let me heal. Let me sit back. Let me, Yeah. Know, basically, I need to go back to the bench, wait my turn, and, you know, maybe I can get back into the game a little bit, you know, down the road. Exactly, and healing is so important. I mean, you have got to take that time, the necessary time, to really learn, relearn who you are um, and and the things that you like, that you don't like, the things that you are willing to put up with, and the things that you aren't willing to put up with. So, you know, that's why I encourage everybody that's listening, you know, take that time to know yourself First, bring a healthy you into the relationship. You know, so caller, I want to thank you um, very much for um, calling in and, and adding that uh, to to the program. Um, Mark, we're winding down now. This was the quickest hour. Oh my God, uh, time flies. <laughs> you told me it was going to go by fast, and it absolutely did. Uh, it really, really, really did. Um, so, do you, you know, with a, with about a minute and a half left, do you have okay. anything else that you want to add? Uh, I, I just really want people to understand that, you know, you, whatever you do in your life and whatever positivity you you want to bring to it, it starts with yourself. And really, if you do nothing else for a, another person, then start doing that now because mm-hmm. that's going to help you in your relationship. If you feel like you're, you're lost and you don't have a relationship, do something for charity. Find a charity that's close to you mm-hmm. and start working for other people. I started working at a shelter during the time, and it just made me feel better mm-hmm. about doing something for other people who had it worse than me. It's right. Like, I, I was dealing with all this relationship stuff, and they're trying to fight for survival. Right, so right. Really, really, really put things in perspective and, and go back and, and start helping other people who who didn't have a chance at all. Help them kind of deal with their life. And, yeah. and then you'll feel better, then you'll see what it's all about, and then you'll have the patience that we talked about. And you'll have vision, and then you'll have the meetings, and then you'll find somebody who's trustworthy, and then you'll have a relationship. And, so, and because you're and you're coming from your vibe is different, and you're coming from a place of love. And when you have that vibe, when you're coming from that place and you're putting that vibe out there like that, then love is going to turn around and it's going to come back at you. But if you're in a place where you're unhealthy and you're not in a good place and you're putting out that negative vibe, well, you're going to continue to draw that same type of man to you, that same type of woman to you. You're going to get the same thing because what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing the same way and expecting different results. Well, you're not going to get different results if you're doing the same thing. So we need to really take that time, the necessary time, to get to know who we are um, and so that we can then in turn attract that mirror image of ourselves, and we and when I say mirror image, we want we want um, we want a good positive relationship. We want that thing, you know, that loving part of ourselves is what we want to attract to us. So, Mark, I really, really appreciate you taking this time out uh, to be with me and everyone else today. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate getting to talk about all of our relationships and, yeah. and and just share my life a little bit. You know, It's good for me also. Well, look, I look forward to having you back because we could talk about this 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 topic right here. It could go on for years. <laughs> so I just really want to thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. I want to also thank everyone for tuning in today. Um, I want to once again say hello to 
my true inspiration, I've got to do this every show because I love my nanny so much, um, and she is also my kindred spirit, so I want to say hello to her. I also want to acknowledge my Facebook family um, and uh, those who have tuned in from Facebook to the show this evening. Hey, guys, how's everybody doing out there? And for my new listeners, you can also like our Facebook page at A Date With Destiny. Thank you, Mark, once again, my brother from another mother, for coming on and sharing your wisdom and insight with us this evening. Knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. So for my listening audience, please click on the follow button on the left-hand side of the site and help our ratings to number one. Also, stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, and leave me a message on what you thought about our show today. Please tune in next Monday, May 7th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. The topic for the show will be how God specializes in dreams. If you have a dream for your life, learn how you can help that dream manifest itself. Until we meet again, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first. Because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Peace and abundant blessings.